Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. The podcast that knows it's not the despair, it's the hope. This week on Heart and Hand, fuck the hope. Welcome to Heart and Hand Rangers podcast. My name is David Edgar. I am your host, and joining me to pick through the bones of a very, very disappointing day at Parkhead was someone who I don't know what he'd done for it, whether it involved hand jobs to tramps or perhaps uh, other sort of favours, but was in the away end yesterday, Mr. Martin Ramsey. Those are all rumours. Thank you. Hi, David. How are you doing? Uh, they very rarely have a reason attached to them. At least this week, you had an out for saying, <laughs> you know, hi, but it was to get a ticket as opposed to it was Tuesday. Yeah. So you know, like, yeah, exactly, exactly. Off to the sperm bank on a Monday morning. That was a a regular thing at university up until they they made the law change that the people would be able to contact you, and then it ceased. <laughs> <laughs> so many an afternoon was paid for in the in the boozer at Strathclyde University Union for uh, my donation. Can we put it that way? And if I'm your dad, uh, if it was before 1998, you're not allowed to contact me. It's the law. No invoices. No, no, thank you. Joining us to uh, also help discuss it from, uh, shall we say, the, the younger and posher angle is James Forrest. Hello, James. Hello, David. Hello, Martin. And I think it's very important to state, although we've said it many times before, no, I'm not that one. No, especially not after yesterday. Well, lots to unpack in the game. Um, brief summary for anyone who has been on Mars and has missed it. Um, Rangers, I thought, started for about two minutes. And I know that sounds really stupid, but it, you, you can set a tone in that time. And Rangers started okay, front foot, looked, yeah, here we go, taking confidence for the last one. And then a couple of misplaced passes, a couple of Celtic attacks, Martin, and Rangers immediately went back to the ball's a hot potato, get rid, get rid. When Rangers go into that mode, what they do is, understandably perhaps, it's human nature, is that they then funnel back into to like, you know, into the lines, basically. And what that meant is you had Alfredo Morelos up front, on his own, um, about 40 yards away from the nearest player, with Rangers just launching the ball back to Celtic to attack. Um, and that would be the pattern of the first half, unfortunately. Yeah, I just needed one example of that for the the PTSD to kick in, and it was all it was all just back to normal. Um, we we did start quite brightly, uh, and I thought, well, here we go, and this could be quite quite a fun afternoon. And just, they looked pretty comfortable and, and purposeful, and then all of a sudden, just they just looked like they were absolutely terrified, as they they have done before. Um, and you're you're then looking at the watching right when's half time how 
can we just get there when we need a break? I mean, it's not as even when we got to forty, you know, thirty-five minutes, forty minutes before you're starting to, to look at that. Um, it was uh, the, the the pattern was set far too early yet again. We are just hoping that we we can get to the interval and, and hopefully change things up without too much damage. It's about use of the ball, James, isn't it? And the fact is that when Rangers go into that mode where they all look panicked under possession with probably the exception yesterday, Ryan Kent in that first half. But the rest of them, you know, Kandias was having one of those games. The fullbacks were just launching it when they got it. There was nobody to hit, particularly. The midfield were so busy trying to contain the Celtic midfield that they didn't have anything going forward at all. And it was a movie we've seen just so often, but it does come down to the root of not being able to hold on to the ball. The midfielders that we had playing in that game, uh, they're not users of the ball necessarily. They are they're your hard workers uh, in, in the middle of the park, and that's fine. But when you have a situation like we had yesterday, those kind of players, you're really missing them. Um, and then the responsibility falls more on your on your white players. You know, Kandias, Ken, um, Tavernier, maybe to a lesser extent, Halliday. Kandias' distribution was was terrible. Um, you know, everyone that was trying to knock the ball forward, it was it was long balls that Morelos, you know, for certainly the first half hour of the game, you know, he he wasn't able to do anything with them. It was it was too much too much to ask of him to to deal with that, and that would have got very frustrating for him, I'm sure. But it was very frustrating to see the the poor distribution from the wide areas, particularly Kandias. You know, he's not. He's not someone that that's that's his good side of his game. It's been said many times before. But if he was if he was good at crossing and passing, along with what else he's good at, he wouldn't be playing in Scotland. Um, and it's a question of whether you're you're willing to kind of put up with that, you know, that lacking in, in that side of his game for what else he gives you. And and I'm not sure now. Um, you know, before I was able to put up with it, but now after after that being so obvious yesterday, I'm I'm kind of fed up with it so you know you you need to if you're going to have Morelos be your key guy you need to give him the opportunity to do stuff and he he had none of that because there was no one there that was able to get the ball to him um and that was you know you were there was a real fear at that point about you know where where's our route because the way that we play we know what our attacking route is everyone knows what that is so without that what else have we got and very rarely have we seen anything else this season. A lot, of t- a lot of the time, Martin, that people uh, or a lot of things I saw yesterday. Sorry, after the match, where I was really disappointed in the first half, we stood off them. That's you know that I don't understand the game plan. Why were we doing that? We we saw it the last time at Parkhead and it didn't work. Why were we doing it here? I'd love to sit down and ask the manager because I don't necessarily think we were told to do that. And again, I'm going to look at the first couple of minutes as the evidence for how we wanted to play. I think it was just, as I say, the the reversion to type, if you like. As soon as things began to go into a pattern that the players, unfortunately, are familiar with, that they regressed into it and that it took to half time to get them almost refocused, resettled and... I don't know, maybe the whole down to 10 men common cause thing kicked in. I, I don't understand. But, I, I mean, surely we didn't go into that match with the game plan to set off them at Parkhead because that, for any team uh, in Scotland, is uh, a recipe for disaster. If we did have the the playbook that we're going to set off and, and just try and pick them off in the break, then it's been handed down by some of the greatest Rangers teams we've ever known. Better Rangers team than this. Far better Rangers teams than this. Yeah, but that that's my point. I mean, they those guys when team when Celtic were coming on to them didn't look like they were shitting themselves every that's time. That's different. That's different. And it's it's they were deliberately executing that that plan with the knowledge that we have the best goalkeeper we've ever had, and we've got a couple of the best central defenders we've ever had, and we've got two of the best creative players we've ever had. We Once we soak this up, and we can soak this up, once we spring that trap, you are fucked. And that breeds so much confidence and belief through the team that they can sit there and, and, and take that. Um, so that that's not quite the, the same situation. So setting off them, I, I don't have 
too much of an issue with, as long as you're well organised um, enough to uh, repel them when they, you know, they, they inevitably come at you, and then you, you're devastating enough um, in in counter. Now we'll, we'll talk about that pretty quickly because the second half we were in stages um, very promising uh, and and very productive ones, but it, it could have been a whole lot different. Going back to, to the, the, the last point, we talk about bravery and we talk about bullying and things like that in old firm games all the time, and we almost always mean physical and, um, you know, getting stuck in and, and rattling Scott Brown because we're obsessed for some reason um, with him and everything that goes with that. And it's not even half the story. Yes, they do need to be um, brave, but it, it's, it's bravery on the ball, as you said. It's, it's give me the ball. Uh, I will dictate the tempo of this game. Um, and I will create something. I want to create something. I want to take that responsibility on. And <laughs> it's it's just the same pattern. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We 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 you know we we, we did start with a seemingly different plan, but it just went back to type. Um, but there is a difference. We were <sighs> we were hoping to get to halftime with just one, instead of that being you know being absolutely comfortable that we we could soak that up and and, and spring them whenever we got the chance. Yeah, and the goal when it came was a debacle. I mean, it really was a piss-poor goal to give away and, and so frustrating because that's the third time this season we've conceded at Parkhead and in every single instance it's come from us having the ball, which is going back to the, the whole hot potato thing. Yeah. Um, and, of course, potatoes will be the forte of one of the sides rather than, than the other in an old firm match. Um what happened here, James? That was worth a laugh, lads. I'm, I'm disappointed there. Just, I, I did, I did uh, snigger under my breath. Don't worry. I prefer more sycophantic, louder snickering if that's that's possible in future. Just anyway, edit. Just edit it too. That seems cheating. I thought it was worth it on its own. That's... But then you'll end up like in a TFI Friday Radio 1 where we kind of gaggle of uh, sycophants that, that always cheer and, and laugh and whoop. No one, no one needs that. No, is that not what we're, is that not what we're meant to be, Martin? I think that's just your role. Yeah, yeah. Right, I, I do like TFI Friday, Martin. That's uh, it's very much down with the kids on oh, this yeah, show. Isn't the teenagers there, yeah. Yeah, we, we'll get the references. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that that that's us. Gen Z, I believe we are. Um, so it's important to to know your know your place in the socio-economic structure. Anyway, moving on. James, the goal was a debacle. Long ball. Free kick Rangers uh, smash the ball up the park. Um, it breaks down. It falls to Daniel Kandias, who turns and passes it straight to a Celtic player. They break. Um, and then Connor Goldson misses the chance on the halfway line to take out Edward, who starts running at Joe Orro, who jockeys him and jockeys him and jockeys him and jockeys him until eventually he's in his own box, at which point Edward drops his shoulder, which completely sells Warrell, has a shot which goes. I thought pretty close to Alan McGregor. Wasn't the cleanest strike either. I thought he might have done a bit better with it. And just a feeling of, oh, we've done it again. We've shot ourselves in the foot yet again here. Were, were we not so invested in Rangers? We'd, we'd call this goal a comedy of errors, but it was more a tragedy from our point of view. Um, Kandias giving the ball away, like that's just that's just not thinking. That's, that, that's trying quickly to... You know, take take responsibility away from your, your yourself. I I think when when you play like that, um, Golson, much like in in the previous game at Parkhead uh, this season when Ajaria had the chance to take out, I think it was Rogic. Yeah. You know, I, I think Golson should should just take him out, accept the yellow card, and and take it from there. My biggest issue with the goal is Worrell, uh, the fact that he jockeys and jockeys away that, like you say, if you look at the Liverpool Spurs game from yesterday as well, Van Dijk was in a similar situation when Sissoko was through on goal, but the problem was he, he had two attackers to deal with so it was understandable why he did that but with Warrow that was only Edward, so I don't know what's different now to what it was back in December when he was in a similar situation against Forrest and you know he, he puts in the tackle, he wins the ball, it goes out for a throw-in but at that time he's just standing, standing off standing off, standing off Opening up his body, allowing it, saying basically saying to Edward, right, you run into this path, that's fine. And then the shot should have been saved by McGregor. I think he, I think he could have 
could have got something on that at least. So disappointment from that end as well. But add all those things together, it's just massive frustration. And from it, it felt like it was coming from the way that the game had been going. It was just constant kind of you know last ditch defending and you know not using the ball and them controlling the middle of the park and. It was just this horrible air of inevitability about it all. Uh, unfortunately. And at that point, we know we're right up against it. There is the worry, as Martin says, uh, the PTSD kicks in and you think we've we've been here before the flashbacks start. And it then gets worse when 10 minutes later, um, referee flashes a red card or something I don't think many of us had, had seen uh, clearly. But then on the replay, it shows Scott Brown going up behind Alfredo Morelos uh, trying to rake his, his foot down the back of his leg a la cut broadfoot Alfie kind of throws his arm up um, catches Brown on the, the top of the chest he goes down holding his face um, first of all and I know that this will disappoint uh, Alfie's, Alfie's legion of, uh, of hardcore supporters but it was a red card right any disagreement no. No. None, none from me whatsoever no. stonewall red card for me and the defence of it that I've seen from a limited amount of Rangers fans, I must say, is, well, Brown provoked him, which he did. But, Martin, Scott Brown is a scumbag. Him acting like a scumbag is par for the course. You knew that was going to happen. And for me, the, the disappointing thing is, A, that he did it, obviously, again. But, B, it wasn't like this was 80 minutes after him solidly needling him all day. It's half an hour into the match and his, his fuse just went straight away. We can debate the rights and wrongs of what Brown does and what Alfie gets. And we've defended Alfredo and we've stood up for Alfredo a lot this season on this show. And we are aware of the way he's treated in Scotland. However, the real politic of the situation was yesterday, if you do this, that's exactly what he wants and he wins. It's that simple. And you can't, you won't, further your case by doing it um, and that's exactly what happened uh, being outsmarted by Scott Brown's like my spaniel pretending to throw a ball for me and me running into the door trying to find it um, it's <laughs> it just shouldn't happen you, you know what you're going to get you're, you know, you're absolutely right uh, I, I've only seen bits on on Twitter I haven't watched the, the, the game back being there was, was enough um, so I, I don't know how um, how bad the, the 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 kick or the the rake or, or whatever it was. I don't know if it didn't look as bad or as um, premeditated and as as deliberate as Broadfoot. No, so it, 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 wasn't, it was more. It was more it just like kind of. It was more like a kind of trip. Um, it yeah. was a niggle or, or whatever else. But he's he's swung his elbow around to try and catch him. Right, he hasn't caught him flush in the face and Brown Sadly. has yeah well we'll get to that um so so Brown has has made the most of it but I, I don't want to go into the details of another article that, that I haven't read yet um but it, it does touch on the ability of, of all of us um to deal with pressure situations and stressful situations and how our um our, uh, our mental capabilities are doing that as a species, never mind um, individuals. And being able to, as elite athletes who are often in um, pressure cooker situations, um, how to deal with that. And 10 games he'll have been suspended for this season? Yeah. Once this band's done? Uh, it's a four game he's got. That's been confirmed. Um, and none of which, incidentally, none of his red cards have come from a tackle. No, and listen, the, 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 there's been a few of them in the uh, the ambiguous column, shall we put it that way, where you, if you're a, a Rangers fan, you think, oh, that's harsh, but if the exact same thing happened um, to a Rangers player, you say, well, you can maybe see why it's been given, you know, offered up the, the opportunity, blah, 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 blah. There's been a couple this one. I'm sure there was another one. The first Aberdeen one, eh, the second Aberdeen one, the, the, the one at home. Um, I'm pretty sure that was a um, a pretty straightforward decision as well. Uh, for him, and this is his business, and I particularly, I'm struggling to care less about um, that future um, for him, but it's something he's going to have to curb. 
because he's he's a liability to us. He's a liability to, to anyone else. And if been, especially if they're going to have to spend um, eight figures to get him, um, he could he could ruin a talent by just being unable to uh, deal with those pressure situations. And he he was it you that tweeted that he sold the jerseys? Yeah, that, that's exactly what that is. I mean, you're absolutely right. It's not a continual game of of uh, needle and, and and wind up of which he is an exponent and we we love that about him especially when he stays within the line when he winds defenders up um you know he, so he knows the game um it's not some fresh-faced um naive young striker that, that, that that's just right here that, that is um uh, a very i don't know what you describe him as, as maybe pussyfooting around a wee bit or a wee bit soft. You know, Alfie knows he knows the score, uh, and it's early enough in the game. It's not like those old um, Scottish Cup games at Celtic where it seemed like we get men sent off during Sunnis' time all the time. But we were about two or three nil down at the time, and the game was just a riot had gone away from us. You know, we're still in it, um, and it's it was just incredibly disappointing when it happened. Yeah, it was, and of course, uh, there's been the inevitable fallout. Uh, I think that Stephen Gerrard spoke for most of the Rangers' support when he said, I can't defend him anymore, he'll be fined, and uh, Stephen Gerrard's going to recommend he's fined a week's wages, and that, that wages are returned to people like you, Martin, um, who attended the match yesterday, 800 by, what is it, around 30 grand a week. You're due 37.50, mate. So... I like the I like the sentiment for PR reasons, but we we know what we're we know what we're paying for. We know the risks. That's that's just part of the deal. Yeah, um, I think if if the money was to be given to charity, I think that's something everyone could agree on would be a good use of it. But uh, yeah, James, the manager, very disappointed. Obviously, Alfredo Morelos has issued a statement today, where he has said. I think what you would expect me to say is good afternoon. I would like to offer an apology to all the fans, my teammates and to the coaching staff for what happened in yesterday's match. I promise to do everything in my power to ensure that nothing like that happens again and to give the club and the fans my all. Thanks for the support and affection you've always given me. Um, kind of heard stuff like that before. Yes. Yeah, you know, you, you should be doing your talking on the park, right? And you... Give, give yourself the opportunity to do that and you just let yourself down and you let us down um, and sadly not for the first time this season um, it's just it's just got to the point now where Steve Gerrard rightly you know he said as much as we think he's a talented player and as much as we love him as, as a guy and the way that he's you know grown on us and the way he's developed under us and what we can see with his talent yeah, it's it's one too many times. You know, that's five sending offs in a season. You know, not even not even fucking Sergio Ramos gets that many red cards in a season. Um, now, you know, obviously some of them are, you know, have been more dubious than others, and some have been rescinded and and whatnot. But still, you know, the the disciplinary record is a is a massive massive issue. And yeah, that's fine. You can say that you know you're you're really sorry. The way to repay is, is is not with words, it's with actions. And the actions are you come back and you perform and you score and you stay on the park because we need him on the park. And when he's not there, you know, the majority of the time, we, we find it very, very tough. Um, Does so... this impact his value, Martin? Does this impact? I go back to what I said. Um, there's clearly talent. There, that 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 should go without saying, and you don't have to be Peter Taylor, another reference for the the, the teenagers there, to be able to recognise that kind of um, talent and uh, and prepare a bid. But um, it's no use to any club being in the stands. You maybe wonder whether out of this goldfish bowl, and again, I've, I've repeated it, if. Hibs or Aberdeen had the, the, the contacts in, in Finland that we did and, and managed to unearth them and could afford them, to be fair, um, and brought them over. He would have flourished in much the same way um, and would have come under nowhere near the same kind of scrutiny that he has because he plays for Rangers. And if he goes to the Championship, which I imagine 
would be the, the port of call. I can't really see him going straight to the Premier League. I think he would have to prove himself in England. It's less of a goldfish bowl, less of a microscope, uh, and perhaps that might help um, take a wee bit of the, the attention and the, the marked man uh, kind of thing away from it. And he can just uh, enjoy his football, learn and develop um, with a wee bit less um, attention around him. But, it wouldn't surprise me, sorry man, it wouldn't surprise you talk about England um, as as the next destination. It wouldn't surprise me if he is the kind of player the next move is, is a China where there's even less pressure and maybe that's something that... That, know, would, be, needs... that would be a real shame I know, given the I talent. Know, but... no, not a real shame for, for him and his family and listen, his journey as a human being is something that we can read about but we, we can't identify with that. Not even the working class boy made good like you, Davey, can um, uh, identify with that kind of uh, that kind of story. This is uh, life changing amounts of money, I suppose. But from a footballing point of view, that that would be a shame because I, as much as we get frustrated with him, you know, we would be interested to see what he what he's actually able to to do, how far he's able to develop. Um, but he needs to listen to people and he needs to take on board the the guidance and the coaching and I'm I'm just not convinced there is a there is an ability to to absorb and to take on lessons um technically as, as well as as, as temperamental if no, I may that, just answer a, a worry no you may not shut up um yeah. so <laughs> go on to answer to answer the question you you answered Martin in terms of does it affect his valuation I don't think it affects the starting price, but I think with this amount of stuff that's been going on, you'll get less clubs getting involved in the bidding war because I think there'll be less clubs that will want to that want to deal with with that side of it as well. So what it might do is it might affect the overall money that we could end up getting in from because of less clubs being involved in wanting to sign them, which which is also a shame. Don't forget again. We talk about this on other shows, David. The the ego of managers who who will believe that they'll they'll be the ones that will be able to mould them and and finish them off as a as an article, and therefore will be worth spending however much we've we've set it up, um, because the 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 ego of football managers that that especially and Alfredo's absolutely nowhere near in this category, but the players that have bounced around clubs and have been problems but still manage to find clubs because there's a talent there and managers are, are egomaniacs and they think they'll be the one to you know, get a tune out of them, a consistent mm. one. Yeah, and it, it, look, somebody will. I've no doubt about that eventually and, and hopefully for his own sake he, he matures. He is still very young. But that did, uh, didn't do us any good and was, was cold comfort um, as we faced up to the rest of the match. Ten men, a goal down, Celtic Park braying. And we spoke on the preview last week though about what would happen if in one of these old firm matches where there's hardly any away supporters, the away team did put the home team under a bit of pressure. Well, Rangers, I think much to everyone's surprise and delight, did exactly that, coming out in the second half and being the better team. It was that simple. I've watched the game back. Rangers were suddenly keeping the ball, moving it well, working space, working channels. Now, some people say, well, you didn't create a lot, but they had Celtic on the back foot for the first time, and you could sense the growing level of, first of all, bewilderment, then annoyance, and then sheer rage among the home support. And it was capped off by Ryan Kent's goal. Martin, were you aware, being, as, as I say, one of the lucky 800, were you aware of the, the sort of changing mood? Because it was very noticeable. And as I say, in the immediate aftermath of that goal for about 10, 15 minutes, it just felt like all the momentum was with Rangers. Uh, yes, um, the first half was very loud. Half time was very loud, and it was almost as if they sat back and expected um, the second half show and the um, continuation of, of a, a bit of a goal fest, as they have been accustomed to in in, in recent years. To be fair, yeah, a procession uh, to take place. Yeah. Um, now Rogers teams would. Would do that. He's he's a bit of a he's a bit of a weirdo, but he, he he's quite an intense kind of character in a in a professional way, rather than being an intense kind of maniac like, like, like Lennon. Um, 
but Celtic, they were quite flat, and whether it was us free from, I guess, the pressure of, of any expectation or, or jeopardy or, or, or whatever it was, started playing some good stuff, started actually knocking the ball to Rangers players, which um, I don't think you need to be a theorist to appreciate helps. Um, and, and yeah, the, the, the angst did grow. Uh, the goal the goal was superb. The goal was a counter-attacking goal mm. because we are a good counter-attacking team. Problem is, 15% of the games that we've played or will have played this season are where we need to counter-attack. Yeah, are suitable for that. Yeah, it's and, not going to happen uh, domestically that often. And, you know, Adam's been banging that drum all season on his, his tactics show on Patreon. And it's a valid point, and it's one that needs addressed in the summer. But there's an example of, of when we're, we're we genuinely very good. Um, and the, the, there was a relationship out wide, yeah, but it wasn't just being funneled out wide to the byline, to an, an aimless cross into monster defenders who just mop it up. Um, we were incisive early, and we got into the middle of the park early enough. Kent still had a lot to do. I think Adam, you know, given Tav the assist there is reasonably generous, but um, he he just drove at some tired players and some some worried players, players that they just weren't getting their groove together. Um, and he, you know, he finished well. If we're looking at the the, the season as a whole, there's a lot to endear the fans to Kent, um, not just at the end of the match, but just you know, the, the, he he does try. I think over the course, his numbers might. Um, be a little bit disappointing, I think, for you know the the potential that's definitely in there and, and how much the fans maybe have taken to him. Um, but he, like he did at Ibrox on the 29th of uh, December, he he certainly stood up um, on this occasion. Yeah, he's and, got balls, that kid. That's one thing I think we've liked about Kent. Even when he's not playing well, he still shows for the ball. He still, yeah, he, he has that bravery that a lot of yeah. players sadly lack. That he. He's not playing well. If he's getting it from the crowd for not beating his man, it doesn't stop him no, taking his no. man on again. And, and I it, like that in a player. No, absolutely. Uh, you extrapolate that for, for him I, and I guess the team. Um, listen, you know what? We're hurting again. But the old firm games aren't the issue. We're, 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 we're not miles behind and the league isn't over because of the, the, the old firm head-to-head. Uh, we know that. And it's about players like Kent and throughout the team, turning it on um, all the time, <laughs> or going to Dundee and Kilmarnock and knowing that a draw just isn't good enough, uh, and having that, that that desire to be seen, you know, uh, you know, the, the, the cameras are on me, the, 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 the tension's on me, I'm, I'm going to step up. But going back to the game, super goal, and you know, you know me, Davey, I'm a very positive, um, optimistic <laughs> kind of guy. <laughs> But there, there was a, a listener, there was a subscriber um, standing beside me, um, so if he is listening, he can vouch for this. I felt it was there for us. Even uh, 10 against 11, it would soon become 10 against 10, but they were there for the taking, and you're right, the momentum was was with us, and we had a couple of chances to um, uh, convert convert that, 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 that pressure. Um, but I, I genuinely felt we were we were on for a win. As did I, but the next key moment, unfortunately, James, Ryan Jack misses a good opportunity, and then, just, I think, five minutes to go, James Tavernier is short with a pass uh, on the halfway line. I think he was looking for Connor Goldson, I'm not entirely sure, but doesn't get anything on it, goes straight to Callum McGregor, who I think is probably Celtic's best player. He hails off with the ball, puts it across to James Forrest, who I think is probably Celtic's other best player. Uh, he makes no mistake, decent finish, and it's 2-1, and it was just, oh, and even then we almost got it back, Joe Worrell, with a chance near the end, it was just couldn't force over the line, and in the end it was uh, so so near but so far again. Yeah, that was, what, what was different this time than previous um, trips to Parkhead was, after the game you felt, oh, we really had a decent chance there we we there was a spell for a lot of that second half particularly when they went down to 10 men that I felt the only winner of that game was going to be us and then just a stupid mistake from from Tavernier you know gives them that opportunity and you know they've they've been in this situation before and in, in in recent weeks where you know it's it's 
required late goals to win games. They have that they have that mentality to do that. And if you give them opportunity more often than not, they're going to take it. And yeah, we had a we had a chance late on with Worrell as well. He's he's unlucky. You know, I haven't seen it back initially. I was maybe a bit more annoyed at him than maybe what I should have been uh, regarding that because I think it's it's well defended, sadly. Um, but yeah, just you know the the deflation. But I think I think the thing to take from that is that in itself we can look at and say, okay, well, you know, there, there's there is small bits of light there where it's rather than being absolutely angry at getting an absolute tonking and not trying and accepting the defeat and holding out for a one 0 loss and you know maybe trying to get a goal late in the break. We actually went for it in the second half and, and we, we caused some pressure. So we are getting closer. There's still a bit to go, but that that game should be seen as evidence that, you know, we are we are still on the right track. Uh, just, just, think... just, yeah, sorry James, just just on that that point. If Tav doesn't have his his brain freeze or whatever it was, the game runs its course, it's 1-1. That's exactly the same game we saw last season, but it was 0-0, of course, and the season before when it, when it was 1-0. Timid, under pressure first half, uh, a Celtic coming out in the second half thinking they would walk it to the end, and it was Rangers who were the stronger team in the, the second half. In all three of those games... Didn't have ten men in those. Didn't, um, but the the same the same um, momentum and flow. Um, that it's quite we've a seen quite before. a big different factor, though, Martin. I mean, ten men in an old firm game is quite often a game changer. I mean, it is quite a different factor to throw into the equation. But I, I take your point. But four two thirds of the game as well. No, yeah. I, no, I'm, I, I'm not. I'm not dismissing I, I, that. I don't, I, the, I, well, the you same. are. <laughs> you are dismissing that. You're saying it's the same. It's not. It's different. Um, but but the, I, I take but the overall the point. Same we, pattern, the same pattern. We've shown we can do this before. But even so, that those teams don't exist anymore. They're done. It's it's you know yes, it's Rangers, but it's a current eleven. And for me, it was the the positive I would take from it was that they showed balls and spirit that we wouldn't. We didn't necessarily think at half time that they had in them, so I'm going to take that. But moving moving further on, there was then another incident. Scott Brown wouldn't give the ball back to Rangers players who wanted to kick kick off quite quickly. It's one of these silly extra matches that happens just about every football match, I think. Um, and Ryan Kent, um, he's quite a tough little bastard, Martin. Uh, he lashes out, shall we say? Because I, I, I've seen pictures where it looks like a, I thought it was a shove. Um, again, Brown falls with a flat back bump like a pro wrestler, but um, I I thought it was a shove. But you know, you look at the other angles; it might have been a punch. Um, don't have too much condemnation of him. Maybe you're different. Yeah, he could have been sent off, and, and probably should have been sent off. I don't disagree with that. But change it. Yeah, but you know, I would have. <laughs> yeah, I think we'd all been tempted. Yeah, I, I saw this. I don't know. Um, how how this was transmitted? Whether it, it cut to a a replay or, or or whatever else? It was a replay. Yeah, we didn't. See I, it. I was I was looking. I don't know if everyone's the same when they're ever at Parkhead, or, or I I don't want to look um, to my left or my right. So you just kind of look straight mm-hmm. straight at the game, straight at the centre circle. Um, so I was I was looking at that um, that area of the park, and it looked like it looked like punch as clear as day. And you think, oh fuck. Here's another one, um, uh, but it, I don't think it would have changed changed anything really. Um, given... oh, no, not, not at that point. But um, the only other major incident, and I want to to start with you on this one. James described Warrell's chance, which I agree, James was probably good defending. Unfortunately for us, rather than a bad mess. Mm. I thought. I yeah yeah. The first at the game, I was screaming for me take Ayer into the net with the ball um, but I concede um, that that might not have been as simple as no, my very side-on um, restricted view. That I... Quite a big lad but then came um, another um, Brown-led incident. Now you'll remember after the last Old Firm match the police issued a report in which they suggested that Celtic's lap of honour um, contributed to 
disturbances after the match and incited the Rangers support. The clubs were both warned by the police on Friday um, not to repeat any of that yet. As soon as the match ends, Scott Brown, of course, makes a beeline for the Rangers away support and proceeds to celebrate in front of them with his arms aloft and then um, quite clearly does the get it right up you gesture to the Rangers support. Andy Halliday sees this. He belts over. There's another stromash. For some reason... Andy Halliday gets a yellow, which makes a second yellow, which is a red and a suspension. Scott Brown, of course, doesn't. And um, your your take, you were there. He presumably they get a briefing. They did. The, the, clubs, the clubs both received a briefing before the match um, early, late, sorry, last week. And presumably we would have had the similar briefing before December 29th. Both clubs get the yeah, same yeah, briefing, yes. Yeah. Um, but the reason he gives it no heed whatsoever is because he's untouchable here. Um, now, in the context of this league championship, um, it, it, there, there could have been arguments to be made, or an argument to be made, that we over-celebrated on 29th of December. We did the flagship immediately after that, we were together, David, on that day. That was more than just a three points in a title race. It meant more. It was it was more symbolic and, and significant than that. Um, and the players were absolutely right to, to enjoy that with the support that have suffered for, for some time. I don't remember Rangers players making a beeline to that corner on that day. I might have missed something. I'm sure I would have seen it on Twitter. Um, it was very much uh, I nearly said communion there, definitely not the word to use but it was definitely much a, a relationship and a celebration between the, the support and the players on that day, very much to each other um, it, clearly deliberate on uh, yesterday um, clearly antagonistic there have been players sent off on the field of play for worse, Andy Halliday at mm-hmm. Morton for example um, for less, yes. For worse, yeah. Uh, sorry, I for less, yeah. Um, a, a, a worse decision, sorry. Um, yes. Daniel Candace at, at Love Street, I think, um, possibly, um, or blown a kiss at a player. Uh, it's <laughs> it, it, it's flaunted because he knows there'll be there'll be no comeback on that whatsoever. It is really that simple, isn't it, James? He knows he's not going to get a booking. More likely, the other player will. He was on a booking, so he would have been off. But he knows he's not. He knows he's not going to get cited by the compliance officer, and he knows he's he's barely going to be. Uh, he's barely going to be even criticised for it in the media afterwards. You know, this is a guy who plays for the establishment club in Scotland. Uh, he knows that they have got the media. He knows that they have got power and influence at the SFA. And he himself over the years has cultivated good relationships with journalists. So he knows that there's no comeback at all on him. He can do what he likes. Michael Stewart in the sports scene last night saying what Scott Brown did in the, the whole game. There was nothing overly wrong with that. And he's including that incident. That tells you all you need to know. Not that Michael Stewart should be the, the be, on, be all and end all when it comes to opinion of Scottish football far fucking from it but yeah no danger none of us think that there's going to be any sighting on him for any of that behaviour and that's just it's just so wrong that that's that's the case but that's just how how things are and on you know in, in on December I, I was you know we were all there I I didn't see any Rangers players going toward the, the Celtic fans at all. Didn't see a single moment at The only thing I saw was Celtic team going over to there and then quickly going back because they realised no one was actually there anymore. Um, you know, we, we were celebrating amongst ourselves, but that's not enough for them to do it when they, when they went at their home. They, they need to do more than that for some reason. They, they, need, to, they need to try and get the, those, those extra points in or whatever you call it and it's just just shows you a total lack of class from someone who we know has no class whatsoever and is just a scumbag pure and simple and and james is class folks as you can tell by the voice i mean james gets out the bath to take a piss that's how that's how classy james is please tell me you do you do the same but how do you think i get the water i'm from co-winning mate 
and I want to take advantage. I want to take uh, exception to Martin's thing that uh, I'm no longer working. I'm very working class. I'll have you know, Martin. I had a pot noodle the other night. Your diet is is certainly um, yeah. You'll you know, sub- you'll be right. You'll be writing books on that. I'm pretty sure. No, it, it's sub working class. My diet. <laughs> it's uh, it, it's really is one stage among bin, uh, above bin dipper. It's, it's you know. It's not good. Um, I'm, I'm one of the few people in the world who not only knows what a hamwich is, but also where it's still available from. So, uh, yeah. I, I, your, your butler does bring the Space Raiders in a, a, a silver platter. Or on a silver platter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I will uh, occasionally try to... I can't actually tell this uh, story, but it's not a joke, it's a story, but uh, the place I live co-winning is, is not... Shall we say? It's not the most politically correct, forward-looking town in the country not metropolitan yeah that's the word it's not metropolitan very little moisturizer sold down here <laughs> even to the women who quite often more dire need of it than the men but um i i ordered a takeaway the other night uh from the chinese and when it arrived the delivery driver and i thought the only place in the country you can probably get away with i said to me here you go sir here's your and he said a c word that didn't that wasn't chinese and rhymed with tinky uh, and I thought, wow, but he, he clearly didn't mean any harm by it. But uh, yeah, co winning. Of course, I then, being a, you know, got a, gave my copy of The Socialist Worker and had a lecture about yeah, gave a piece of your mind. I, I did, I did. You but back on, the, but back on, on topic, um, what's your thoughts about players who do that, who, who run over and deliberately uh, rub it in the opposition fans? Is it. Is it uh, a lack of professionalism, lack of class? Is it part of the pantomime that is football? Uh, was Gary Neville charged all those years ago by, I don't know, he must have ran about 60 yards to the Liverpool corner? Yeah, he was fine for it, yeah. 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 Um, personally, look, I think that if you give it out to a player, like I don't get upset at the cup deer thing. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Don't, don't like it if it's my own players that do it to me, uh, Josh, but... Um, hmm. Yeah, if we give somebody dogs abuse for 90 minutes and then they score a goal and they run past us and they do the, I don't hear you singing now, we need to be growing up. We need to be mature, you know, right? That's fair enough. We gave it out. We need to take it. I'm aware that society doesn't work like that anymore, but even so. There is a line, though, and there is a difference. And there is a difference between when people are disappointed after the team lost, when they are surrounded that's the other thing, you know, the, the, there are 800 getting out, there have been incidents before, there mm. is a sick centre, and when you walk up to them in full-on triumphant mode, now what would have happened if Brown had been attacked? What would have happened if Brown had been under a shower of coins then? People would have, you know, suggested... The people would, oh, it'd be my fault. Yeah, people would have been arrested, people would have been lifted. Um it just there's no need for it. Just don't do it. You can go and celebrate with your own fans. You can be as triumphant as you like. To me, it is a very small mentality because it's not look we won, it's how you lost. And to me, it indicates that you are viewing, as we know that they do as a club, everything through the prism of Rangers. They don't view anything through the prism of themselves. And that's if that's your first instinct. But especially having been done with it before, like I say, if you do a bit of in-play stuff, I don't have a problem with that. But then when we hear about fan behaviour, which we hear a lot about from the media, there's an awful lot of pontification about it. There has to be that balance and there has to be, okay, we we want fans to behave in a certain way, fair enough, absolutely correct, and that's how fans should behave. But you've got to apply some rules to players. Had Scott Brown at the end of the game ran over and been given it, you know, Laldi with his own supports, picking up the scarves, all the rest of it, doing the arms aloft thing. That's okay. It would have annoyed us, but we just need to live with that. That's tough. Yeah. Our team lost, right? Get over it. But to run up to the Rangers fan, in what way is it not confrontational? No, How I... can it not be said to be trying to antagonise them? It's the very thing he's trying to do is antagonise them. Now, the ultimate end game of antagonising someone is to draw a reaction. So say Brown draws a reaction and somebody hits him with a coin, for example. Now, absolutely don't want anyone to ever chuck a coin at somebody, especially not to um, to someone who will revel in the victimhood of it. But had that happened, we know that he would have been absolved of it. 
and it would have been just the responsibility. So just how about acting like a grown-up? And I think that if you look at someone, Colin Henry's comments today, I thought were very interesting because no matter what you might think of Colin Henry's player, he was a very dignified guy, Mm -hmm. I thought, on the field. And he said it's just the poorest example of a captain I've seen. Because it is. Because it's childish, it's moronic, it's all the things that Scott Brown's personality leads you to believe he is like. Um, He clearly is somebody who revels in antagonism. I find that really tediously depressing the people that get their kicks from upsetting others rather than from doing anything positive i think to me it speaks to a very very small mind um and for me yeah he should he should be punished he should certainly receive the second jello yeah. and face a suspension based on it and he should certainly receive a fine um because he was warned that the police took action because otherwise then what is to stop players doing it if, if the police issue warnings if you or i ignore a police warning martin and continue to do something they've told us not to there will be consequences no my issue with them I and mean, i made my, my feelings known at the time um obviously very angry with the, the the result and when you're there and there's only 800 of you and it's it's not a great experience but you bank them and you store them up and eventually it makes things a lot sweeter but and I think I might have texted the group chat something that, that would probably get me arrested but my issue with Brown um, in the strut is that he's he's not a good player and he is I think carried by far better players around him in that midfield mm, and I struggle to remember either at this stage at the end of his career or at the start of his Celtic career I struggle to remember him rising to the challenge of a proper Rangers midfield and coming out on top, like true champions do. They 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 thrive on um, not easily beaten Josh Windass or or whomever else, um, but a, a, a proper Rangers midfield. The way they played at, at, at the, the the end of the year. And say, all right, I'm in a game, good, because I've been waiting for this, and getting the better of him. Because um, I, I don't think his head-to-head record when when Thompson was playing for us was is particularly good. Um, so that that's what winds me up, and uh, and it just kind of cracks me up about about him as a player. He's he, he thri- he's the absolute epitome of the the flat track bully, and when when a Rangers midfield is not there. Um, he gets to to act as if he's orchestrating this. I don't think so. I think McGregor's a far better player, far more intelligent player. Um, and there's there's other guys in that that midfield, other guys in that team that actually pull the strings. But it, it, he he profits off that, and it, he he portrays an image that he, he he sometimes or somehow propels that 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 Celtic team against all odds and against great challenges when he's been thrown about in Europe like a fucking ragdoll. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's, he's, and how many World Cups has he played on European Championships? You know, it's, it's, it's the guys. Be, are, if he was any good, he'd be in England. He'd be in England. It's a, he's a total myth. Um, but we need to start proving it on the park, and we know that. Now let's move on with a game on Wednesday night, James. We're going to be lacking, obviously, Morelos and Halliday, probably Kent. Um, we'll, we'll find out on Tuesday. I strongly suspect that Kent will be missing as well. Do we then pitch in, because obviously Barisic is, is injured, do we then pitch in John Flanagan? Do we pitch in Lee Wallace? Or do we maybe look at a three-five-two, for example, given that Morelos is out as well, and that gives you the opportunity to get Lafferty and Defoe onto the part? I mean, what, what's your thoughts on what we will do and what we should do, in your opinion? Um, I'm, I'm very concerned about the left-hand side, um, the fact that we're without Halliday and Barisic. Really, all that is left is Flanagan, unless you wanted to dip into the into the use, and I'm not sure whether that's something we should be looking to do at this stage of the season. Flanagan's not the kind of player that can work uh, as an offensive left-sided player. He's not that kind of player at all. So, as much as I would like to see us maybe try the the, the three at the back, because um, I think you know Golson, Worrell, and Katic together would be would be something. It would be worth giving giving a shot. I I don't see it, um, and I don't see Lee Wallace playing because he's just not had the 
had the appropriate game time, and I think you know I think we're we're past that point now. Um, what I do expect is Defoe and Lafferty up top together. Uh, is something I've been very keen to see from the point that Defoe arrived, because we we've said before Morelos, I think works better as as a as a lone striker rather than with a partner. Um, whereas I don't think Defoe necessarily is. I think he I think he needs that. That, that player alongside him who can do the parts of his game that he maybe can't, i.e. The, the physical side, and Lafferty will at least give you a bit more than what Defoe does in that aspect. Um, I think what this is now, from now to the end of the season, it's guys who need to prove a point and need to prove that they can still offer something to this team going forward and for next season. There's a lot of guys that there's big question marks over and whether, they, whether they're necessarily up to it. The season isn't done because... We, we still need to secure second place. I, I, that's a horrible thing to say, but you know the, the reality is gives you a, gives you a good chance of you know for, for the Europa League qualifiers it'll be the second round rather than the first round, yeah. and that does make a difference. Oh, so so yeah, we still yeah. It to, does. Yeah. We don't want to be coming back that early. Martin, Gerard hasn't had a lot of criticism for yesterday, and I think understandably given the way that the game panned out, but we haven't won in a while. Wednesday night, to me, is pretty crucial. I, I get what James is saying about second. I know none of us really care, but you know it's a minimum. But we haven't won for a while. We we need to beat somebody, and if we don't win on Wednesday night, I think knives that aren't out uh, at the moment, but they're certainly glinting at the top of the sheath. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I think his charisma still has enough of the fan base and throw that they they'll they'll at least push on to, to, to Christmas before starting to ask serious questions. Uh, yeah it's been a it's been a brutal month um and we, we do need to finish strongly. Not because I don't really buy so much that you, you take that momentum into next season because we we've nothing to show for it in terms of silverware and um that's really all that matters at this club. But if we did finish a comfortable second, um, and as much as there there will be some questions asked of them, um, there will be a lot of pressure on them because I think we've talked about it before. Uh, old firm, or successful old firm managers that haven't won anything in their first full season, uh, the, the list is very small. Rangers would have to go back to Scott Simon, um, so the, the pressure's ramped up. But if he could say to look, huge transition. Um, my first year in the job, um, big turnover in the summer, always can be hit or miss in terms of recruitment. Um, we are comfortably second, which you've not had since being back up. We've beaten Celtic maybe twice by that time, which you've not been able to do. Um, we've been in the Europa League, which has generated X amount of uh, millions of pounds and for stature and, and everything else. You know, you you can't dismiss these things. Yes. There are there are big questions we, we need to address, mainly how to fucking beat Aberdeen <laughs> and teams like Aberdeen. Um, because if that can be cracked, then it's a different ballgame. Well, because absolutely. It's not because still, there's, a, it's yeah, because there's an interesting point, and I've seen this quite a few times, and we just put it to bed about oh, Celtic have regressed massively this season. No, they haven't. The points total is very similar as it's been to the last three seasons. So. You know, um, no, absolutely. You're, you're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah, um, but and well, there is a feeling that they are they are re- they are regressing though. I think, uh, just in terms they're of regressing from the high of, of, of a ridiculous season, season. Yeah, but that that's not going to happen again soon. And and look, I would certainly take a regression to that level. Don't don't get me wrong. I'd certainly like to have the strength they have. They're not as good as they were, but equally, them regressing slightly, it doesn't really matter. It's points totals that matter. And they're still picking up the points. You're right; they're winning these games one 0 rather than four 0 um, and that is a fact. But even so, I think we need to concentrate on getting our house in order. Lads, well, like, I'd like a prediction for Wednesday night, please, James. I'll start with you. I will go for three-one with Lafferty to get a hat trick to please Cammy Bell. Bit early to be drinking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Martin, after that, oh, shock prediction from Ames. Um, I will go 2-0. I'll go 1-0 Rangers. I think it'll be 
pretty turgid in all honesty, but I think that we will get over the line. Hearts aren't exactly renowned for coming away from home and um, going for it. So, although they had a good, re- uh, good, really good result at the weekend, um, so who knows? And they've got the big lad Ekipezu, I think mm. James, you're better at pronunciations than me. He's back and he's he's a talented player. So we will see what happens, and uh, we look forward to that. So that all does for this week's Heart and Hand. Thank you very much to my two guests, the splendid Mister Martin Ramsey. I'd love to say it was a pleasure, but it's it's always good to talk to you both. <laughs> Exactly. The wonderful Mr. James Forrest, again, no, not that one. Thank you, David. Thank you to our executive producers in London, Mr. Mike Lee and Paul Myers. And if you like what you hear from Heart and Hand Rangers podcast, then please subscribe on our Patreon site. It's just one ninety nine for up to five shows every single day on All Matters Rangers. You will love it, I promise. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back on Thursday to discuss the Hearts game. Until then, have a great week. Bye-bye. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.